Yep. And we need we'll, we need to come up with like logo logo things or images. Or... Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Trevor seems like he's got a guy who does that for him. Hey. I'll see if I can get. Like we did the books are boring kind of thing and. Yeah, and uh, myths and coffee cups like the logo for that. Right, right, right. Um, cool. I'll talk to him. Um, for, we need a name to logify it. That's part of the problem. Yeah, I know. We could even to um, just put like horror movie podcast in like some hilariously shitty font and then like in brackets like. Uh, pending <laughs> title pending title pending something like <laughs> that. and then when we finally have the good one just flip it over and it'll be like you know what I mean yeah. and then for a little while it can be like the podcast formerly known as yeah. title pending <laughs> yeah no I'm totally content with like tearing okay. up to like the final Great. product that will eventually Great. and I like that I like that too because then the first couple episodes like the audio on the first one isn't as good as the rest of these so that way the first one can kind of come out and like as it gets better I think by three or four then we really start doing good and are really like they're much more listenable perhaps yeah. who knows maybe yeah they're all shit maybe they're all amazing but then like when new logos come out then it'll like catch people's eye in a different way and be like oh yeah let me check that out you know? yeah sure yeah when it's kind of got a visual element more to polished it. or yeah 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 I'm uh all that stuff will fall into place great um, I I want to just all I love the idea of because I I have moderate Photoshop skills. Like, I can put heads on things. So, like, classic images of just, like, you know, head from Psycho in the shower or whatever, and then me with a knife or something like that. and Just, in, like, that. Like, any you see the classic scenes, like, in Scream where the killer's running after the girl and the sprinklers are on, whatever, and your head on one line and the other. Like, just for banners, you know, <laughs> we can just rotate through some of those. I gotta say, man, as a working title, I almost think we should call it Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the Texas Texas Chris Dave Saw Massacre. Are you coming around on that now? Kind of. <laughs> Texas Chris Dave Saw is like it's so colloquially awkward, but it's so funny. It's kind of what I'm just calling it. Like it's right. It's all how I've referred to um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the last fifteen times I've said it, just because it's Texas Chris Dave Saw Massacre. Texas Chris Dave Saw, um, and just like that. Um, the original, it sounds, when you say the whole thing, it sounds like text Chris Dave song. That's the most frustrating part about it for me. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like texting you Dave song Massacre. Like that whole thing in my head is just a great little loop. I see, I see. Everyone, text Chris Dave song Massacre. Yeah. I'm just going to get this flood of texts from fans. <laughs> Dave song Massacre. Dave song Massacre. Dave song like, Massacre. For the, the entire, if that's what we called it, like that would be the joke. And just, like, bands who were listening kind of in for the first, like, few times, they would hear that joke and, like... It'd be fun to put just a screen cap of my yeah. phone with just yeah. get everyone I know to text Dave me, Dave Saw Massacre, so it just shows, like, Dave Saw Massacre yeah. all across. That would just eventually happen to you. Text Chris, <laughs> Dave Saw Massacre. I just love how, like, awkward and stupid it is. Yeah. Like, like such a strained way to put both their names and do a title, but also that it's, like, such a horror movie. Yeah, it's, like... You can't, it doesn't mean anything else. It couldn't possibly mean anything I, else. When I first suggested that, I'm like, he's going to go either two ways in this. He's going to be like, that's too dumb. We can't do it. Or he's going to find it hilarious like I, I do. I found it so dumb and hilarious. Chaos Reigns, was, we felt pretty good about that before it wasn't a thing. Because it was too perfect, you know? It was. It was too it was polished. Too to it was true. like, we would have to live up yeah. to that. You we know? would kind of have to like be a little snootier than just like mm -hmm. thrown together, get drunk, and watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to talk like assholes, but at the same time we're drinking. Mm -hmm. And, like, we admittedly don't know what we're talking about, and we sing yeah. on a guitar. Like, we're not. We do. Chaos we reigns. We're not. Um, what I'm excited for, I thought about this the other day, because if we just keep doing the new lines for Chaos Reigns <laughs> every time or whatever, at the end of, like, I don't know, every 50 episodes or something like that, 
we can just do one that has all of them song. in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do the whole. And by the whole thing, I mean like just that line where, um, the fox ate his own belly, <laughs> but make you eat your own skull. <laughs> like it just like we go through every single movie line, all the ones that we did. Yeah, all the way through until yeah. it chaos reigns. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah. Once we put out a bunch. Uh-huh. Not every fifty. <laughs> dude, every, every like ten. 10. <laughs> Okay, but then when we get a hundred, take us like, so long. I feel like my a, fingers would be bleeding from playing those yeah. chords. I feel like a four-minute song of the same, like, the same like line over and over and over and over and over and over. We just do that for like. But then we can just keep building, like, up, like we get loud. Just doing weird, like they're on the planet the whole time. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah, we didn't say that one. The do 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 do. We just have yeah, like seven syllables. It. Come up with any way to describe the movie or some like key, such a moment. Just some line. The thing that yeah. sticks out to us the most. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we get this going? I suppose we should. All right. What are you gonna kick off with a song? Kick or? off with the fucking song. I feel like we don't swear enough. I think we do. I think we do. <laughs> we could get a bunch of swears in later. Sure. We'll just record a bunch ahead. Two, three, four. You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside. Not the best on a detuned guitar this week. Well, um, I don't think that matters at all. Nope, it doesn't. It's the intention behind the song that matters most. I think so. And the intention um, is uh, to, like, have some drinks and watch uh, a spooky film. That's the thing that we do, and we're doing it here once again, episode numero, numero six. Fifty. Oh, six. I think six. Six? Five or six. Five or six? Doesn't... Welcome back, Scaredy Cats. Uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm David Stoneborough. And I'm Chris Van Dinberg. So we didn't need to say it like robots, but I accidentally <laughs> did. Chris Van Dinberg. So, um, what are we watching today? Today we're watching a movie that I've seen and you haven't, That's called... True. The Invitation, mm. released this year, one of my favorite movies so far this year. Um, I think it did festivals in 2015, which is why the torrent says 2015, but that isn't correct. It's this year, and the reason why I'm getting so yeah defensive about that is because <laughs> I want to put it on my end of year list. Oh, okay, that's what that's okay. what, that's what is behind all of this malarkey. That's why you're being so uh, yeah so prissy about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the invitation. <laughs> I was gonna say they weren't gonna see the torrent file. Why did you need to bring that up? Because, I will because I know there's another me out there who's being like, dude, this movie came out in 2015. Oh, okay. Your list sucks. <laughs> like talking about a list that isn't even out yet. Yeah, it's just germinating in a TXT file <laughs> on my desktop. But that person's out there. They're gonna well, and I need to make the first move, preemptive strike on establishing the year. I guess that makes that doesn't make any sense. The in, it's a great great movie. Um. The oh. reason why we're bumping this one up is because we talk so much about Coherence, the best movie ever. Ooh, Coherence. I don't feel like we mentioned it last time, by mistake. Uh, well, we'll we'll make up for it this time. Yeah, we mentioned it a lot, like, after when we, like, finished recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our burrito slash pizza routine. Yeah, uh, Coherence always needs to come up, um, because Coherence is, like, it's the real, um, the Venn diagram of Chris and Dave, um... I think that's really where we intersect. Um, Directed by someone who doesn't really do horror movies, but so this was just kind of a choice to do something different. Mm-hmm. Once again, I haven't done much research uh, for in preparation for this podcast. I, I looked it up. Great. Um, 
And yeah, I didn't want to look at too much, of course, mm -hmm. because... Um, Spoilers? Yeah, because I haven't seen it, and that's um, part of the effectiveness. And um, What I did realize as I looked this up is that uh, it's debated um, whether or not this is really a truly horror film. Interestingly, I told my beautiful wife, Christy, earlier that we were watching this, and she said, that's not a horror movie. Uh, so... I guess she takes that side. Uh, yeah, and uh, it seems like the category categorization on like IMDb and stuff may also agree. But this is something that's come up for us before. Um, it is. Like... It's, a, it's a constant theme of what what can we truly consider a horror movie? What doesn't fit the bill? Mm -hmm. Like um, suspense mm -hmm. as like a tool. Yeah. Like just that's such a prevalent thing to do in a horror movie that mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's scary enough. Yeah. If they use like if they're trying to use like um, the visuals and the music and the suspense itself to like scare us, mm -hmm. like, if there's some like horrific elements to it, some like very um, I don't know, like some dark. Yeah, it's hard to it, even even like lay out a criteria because we always seem to be able to just like after the fact we can justify it. You know, once yeah. you see it, so once you see sure. it, you'll be in a position to say whether or not definitively this is a horror movie. I. Having seen this movie, I do think that it qualifies okay. as a horror movie. Um, but I will be interested to hear your perspective once we watch it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the, again, the connection to coherence is the setup. The idea of um, a dinner party where you show up and you're meeting a bunch of friends, old friends, new friends, and suddenly something starts to make the protagonist or whoever the POV is on, if that's the whole room, mm -hmm. uncomfortable, unsettled. And um, it's a, the movie is about kind of that unfolding, discovering what is this unknown element that is causing panic Oops. or uncomfort. A little sort of sinister element. Pause the podcast mm -hmm. when we do the uh, the cheers thing we do, and then yeah. you watch the movie when we watch it, and then you'll agree with everything we say. Yeah, yeah. So it's in three, two. Here it comes one. That was it. Do it now. Go. We did it. We did it. Um, watch a movie, another huge accomplishment. Every time we watch a movie, yeah, I feel like we've done something. But in the end, we've just done what we would have done anyway. Let's start at the end. How about that last shot of just like a shot of the valley, Hollywood right. Hills, and just so many more red lights. And that raises so many questions. So it seems like it is this huge cult where you are absorbing the life force of people who die. Um, and therefore, people dying is a good thing because you get to absorb their life force and theoretically remove your woes wow absorb their life force i like i took it as um this particular night was a big event in for this cult like this cult was okay we all kill ourselves this night and that's the end because the video was the cult leader being i'll see you soon this is great like i took it as a suicide okay. cult yeah this evening sense. they're all killing themselves but logan marshall green interrupted it and that's why Eden, his wife, was freaking out and being like, you ruined it. You ruined it. No, it was the other girl who freaked out. It was like, you ruined everything. Oh, it was yeah, that right, other girl right, they brought right, in. Right. Um, which makes me like think like that Eden specifically was the one who was like kind of not, like when it turned into murders, she's lost it. So already we might have a diverging interpretation. Do you take it as mm. the, main, the main three people wanted to stay alive and just kill the others to gain... Their life force? I think, alright, so we learned, um, the video that they played early in the, um, they get to the part where they play the video for the dinner party, 
and it's the video of the woman dying mm -hmm. and then they're like do you feel it it's like oh i feel it and then she dies and she's like she's with us all now um so what i took from that is that this group of people um is interpreting some kind of power from uh, somebody dying like the individual life force of a human being is something that they can take in in yeah. death or something they absorb in death when they're all connected in the way that they're in this cultish sort of um mm -hmm. movement that they're involved in um and uh so then at the you, we see partway through the movie david um theoretically the mastermind behind what's happening um goes out and he lights that red uh lantern mm -hmm. in the back and then in the very final scene you see um, in the Hollywood Hills. That's where we're located. Well, when they were arriving, you they drive up. They're driving upwards, and you see the Hollywood sign. So yeah, let's oh, yeah. say Hollywood and, Hills. I must miss that. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, so we've got a lot of money. We got a lot of um, fame and like high-profile people looking for relief of like the human strife. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. That there's some like high-level Hollywood cult or some high-level like celebrity-ish. Not necessarily Hollywood, but you know what I mean. The mm -hmm. um, super famous person, super rich, got a lot of resources cult. And that it has to do something. Uh, again, this is my interpretation. That it seemed like the life force of the person is what they were right. um, almost a harvesting. But they, they, they keep mentioning that, okay, death is just this transition to this other place. And once we get to this other pl place, there'll be relief. Like I took Eden's, Eden's getting sucked into this cult as... Well, once I kill myself, once we all kill ourselves, then we will be transported to this realm where my Here, son is. Here's how I took that. And I think it's actually a little darker. Um, I think what's going on is there the people who are dying are the people who they prey on because of this life force thing. That when someone dies, you collect that energy and you can use it to divert the pain of the this worldly existence that we all have. So what they tell the people who are going... Because those people are really basically like paying their way, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, assuming that they're all about this life force situation. People who are dying are paying their wages. Um, so they're telling them, you're going to see all those things that on your deathbed you want. Those things that we can prey on. Those things that we can use to draw you deeper into this um, cult, um, movement, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, are the things we're going to tell you you're going to get. And so for people who have lost their children through some tragic means, sure, you're going to get that. That's something that we can tell you you're going to get when you come to your own death. So that what it does is it invites the people who are part of this movement, like they invite death and they happily accept it uh, with their comrades al alongside around their bed and whatever mm -hmm. because um, that is the uh, leadership's way of bringing people who are vulnerable into... Right. fold you know what i mean yeah i think vulnerability definitely has a huge part to do with it absolutely one when so they watch that video they show they display this video it's the big it's kind of the first big okay what is that what is, is the real intention about this what are you dinner doing party? yeah what are you doing and a woman they, dying after they watch the video one person comments she looked totally healthy like what was wrong which which led me to think that it was a suicide on her part um or uh like i'm, I'm flipping yeah. over into the other realm Okay. You know, like I'm, I, That's if totally I myself now, but I, I totally, I totally agree that there's some stakes about, um, bringing people with you because once, 
shit goes down and they're about to drink the suicide drink and he knocks it out of a bunch of people's hands mm-hmm. unfortunately doesn't save the one female in time she yeah. drinks it she's the one who truly drinks it because she sips it they show her sipping it before the cheers yeah and she dies um but once then all hell breaks loose and people are scrambling for shelter in the house there's a shot of david and eden and david saying like we just we just have to follow through with it we need to do it whatever it's almost over so yeah. there seems to be some incentive for if you kill a bunch of people or if you also get to bring a bunch of people with you to death or whatever to this next Ooh. life there'll be some reward in some sense you know i see and that's why the red light signaling everywhere was fellow members of this cult well that agreed that that also felt that we just need to we'll kill people tonight at say midnight and we'll kill ourselves true. and then we'll all flip over all right well that's the point where like where we're getting critical is like is it the people who are who are in the know are they also like trying to kill themselves i don't know that that's the case Mm. because i'm feeling like it's like your kid um who's got the chocolate bars to sell for their school fundraiser Mm -hmm. is you want to sell as many of those things as you can but you're not going to buy them you know what I mean? But what's like, what's the end game? Like if they're, the end if they're game, slaughtering, I think... if they're slaughtering everyone, everyone's gonna get caught. You heard the sirens at the end. I like I I true. really think that they're killing themselves as part of the end game. The, we should we should go back. Me. We should go back and look and see if they poured themselves a drink of that last. Well, that did, I was thinking about that too. Like even had they, that doesn't necessarily prove. It's true. They could have they sipped it. They could they did. They could have just not taken a sip and watched everyone yeah. else to see who they had to blast. David seemed very surprised when he had to pull the trigger. You know, and like mm-hmm. because the um, the one guy was going performing CPR and he was going to bring this girl back, mm-hmm. and potentially she was going to survive. It. And he was like, "No." He pulled the trigger. No, we're not doing this. Don't bring And he back. seemed very like, "I actually have to do this. I have to perform this." Mm-hmm. That kind of that supports a lot of things. First of all, it supports the fact that maybe he was offing himself at the end in that he didn't intend to actually deal with um, human death. Mm-hmm. He was very surprised that he had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, well, er, earlier in the movie, he locked all the doors and was going to keep the key on his person. That seems like, yeah, he was ready to round people up. Also, if, also kind of a slobby move, right? Like, if you're if you're running people up to kill him, don't early into the evening go around locking all the doors to ooh. keep them in. Like, why not, like, play it a little more cool? He was David was kind of an amateur. If he played I mean, this right as a cult leader, or not a cult leader, a, a, a high-profiled cult... Um, initiator uh yeah okay sure whatever we can call him. just a, One, a guy who's he's he's basically running the ropes on this particular specifically in this house this, this house this he's, group of he's people. in charge of making sure that these this group of people all die tonight a little sloppy like it I right so. if you wanted to to divert the suspicions of someone like what's the main guy's name uh will will to, to divert will's suspicion you think you wouldn't Go around locking doors that early into the night. Well, yeah, it's crazy that now if you think about like the macro plot is that he wanted to bring people over who are comfortable enough with the, his wife's group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought over his wife's ex who together they lost a child. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were intending to prey on that vulnerability. But what they got instead was a closed off man. Yeah, I, th- I think in a dark, twisted way the the larger intention of why they brought these specific people over was these were people that they wanted with them 
in the second life, in this life where yeah. he's redeemed. You're making so, a lot of good points that it was so, a suicide. So when they bring this guy, her husband back, whatever, it's like, yes, we are broken. We were broken over the loss of our son. But if I invite you here and you kill yourself with me, yeah. we can go together to this realm where our son is and everything will be okay. We can make it right. I'm this film is that. deeply about trauma. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Dealing it's about with trauma. Dealing with what has happened to you and that you can't. Yeah. And that that seems impossible and that you look for an out. And the deeply fragile human condition yeah. that that can't really deal with like human it's hard to deal with trauma. So this is cults and different kind of mm-hmm. beliefs are one way in which trauma can be channeled and co opted and used against well, us. Yeah, you want in a sinister turn it, way. You want like they turn your loss into like you'll get mm-hmm. it back in a way. Totally. Like it's not just the like we're gonna give you a coping mechanism, we're gonna be like we are going to compensate you for what you've lost. Even the bald guy yeah. from Walking Dead, he like <laughs> yeah. arguably inadvertently killed his wife, which is a huge trauma. Mm-hmm. Something that obviously he's very guilty for. Did you go to prison if yeah. he if he uh, physically assaulted his wife into what happened to well, death, even if he didn't intend death. He was a drinker, and she tried to stop him from drinking, and he killed her in killed response. Killed her, yeah. And then as like I've forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, you're deeply disturbed. Mm-hmm. And you know he, he couldn't truly forgive himself. Yeah. He had to take yeah, use and this, this cult as a way out. As preyed on him as well. Yeah. Okay. You're making a really good point that they were definitely on their way out themselves. Yeah. I mm-hmm. gotta like what the cult leader, that bald guy who was in the video, what he said. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see you all. You're my family. I'll see you all wherever. I'll see you all soon. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that that sounds reasonable. Also, like it it, it seems like when you die. The more energy that is involved, maybe that's like the simplest way I can say it, the more energy of those leaving this world who is involved, the more likely, or something, Mm -hmm. the more likely you get where this cult says you're going to like see your old relatives and stuff. Yeah. Um, First of all, brilliantly done. They don't give this cult a real huge point other than it preys on the vulnerable. Also, um, what happened to Claire? Who's Claire? Claire is the woman who got felt uncomfortable early and left. And left. I, great question. This is a great question of the film. She's dead. Killed. She's dead. She's dead. I think, I think what's his face? The bald guy who killed yeah. his wife in that split second where Logan Marshall, where Will turns away, he choked her or something, put her yeah. car in neutral and yeah. let it ride down the driveway. It doesn't matter. Just like kill her and move on. Yeah, it didn't even matter. And like, that's, uh, oh my God, there's so many great things about this movie. Right at the beginning, um, uh, what's her name? Who eventually dies from drinking the wine, um, the poisoned drink? Mm-hmm. Uh, says like, uh, I was gonna call him, but I got no reception here. And Chris and I immediately jumped on cell top. phone. Yeah, jumped on top of like this is the cell phone rule where they have eliminated cell phones as an option. Mm-hmm. And um, coherence is the same thing. Does it not right, say... right away? But even better. Uh, they say the signal doesn't work. Or, no, the oh, phones the comet. crack because of because the comet. Because of the comet. Oh my god! Right in front it's of so everyone, good. the phones break. So good. It's even better. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait till we watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Coherence. Coherence. But but no, um, we're talking about the invitation. Right. We're gonna be disciplined. Uh, okay, we'll try to do that. Um, so try so she says right at the beginning. Yeah, I got no reception up here though. So I can't call anyone. And right away I laughed and said, <laughs> like, cell phone explanation. Ha ha. Because that's important for every horror movie. You need to know exactly why cell phones aren't stopping everything yeah. that's happening. At this point in existence, it's yeah. imperative for the horror movie 
in the genre to deal with cell phones. To deal with it. Why aren't they just calling help? Yeah, because you can call help. Yeah. But you know what? Even beyond that, if you can call help, it's not going to get there fast enough. Sure. So I would like Sometimes to see... Sometimes that works. I would like to see, and maybe we'll do this, but I would like to see a movie where they do get in touch with help and get them to come, but there's still well, 45 think... minutes left of the movie and help can't get there in time, you know? Sure. Even if there is a cell phone signal. Well, sure. Yeah, because you kind of hear, like, in this movie, you even hear, like, they never got a hold of anyone. No. But the sirens were still going, like, okay, yeah, this whole event has unfolded. I love that about the last shot, where God, you see the other lines. All you, you hear the helicopters, the emergency helicopters, you hear the police sirens and ambulances Because you know how big Because you know, like, oh, this event is way beyond just this yeah. dinner party. There are different factions all over, even yeah. just this neighborhood, that are doing the exact same thing, killing a bunch of people tonight. And some of those people got in touch with help, and sirens are going. We're there. able. We're not suffering from the um, like cell phone problem. This is a brilliant way to end a horror movie to like expand yeah. the horror way beyond what we've witnessed over the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. To be like this event is way bigger and way yeah, darker than we've like, even been exposed to. Yeah, you think it's like one house is exposed to this, but it's one like hill. <laughs> Holy shit! If, if only brilliant. that, like, yeah, it could be more. You never know. But like, it's got this weird. That those red lights are very ominous and bridge. It's a brilliant shot that I'll oh. never forget. It's an amazing shot. That's Great. an amazing shot uh, in yeah. a horror movie. I think you're right. No, like to just like put a cap on that, like a cork in that little conversation. Is I do believe you're right, and I've been convinced that they were all killing themselves, and then mm-hmm. it was some sort of like point system. Yeah, like you, the more you get with you, or I don't even know if a point system, but just like you yeah, want, you want the people you care about to be there too. Like, you're inviting them all over, and that's why the general atmosphere isn't sinister. Otherwise, they would kill them right away. Like, I think the people who are in the cult are genuinely, like, they want to share this going to the next round with all their friends. They're like, guys, this is beautiful, and it's amazing, and we're all going, whether you like it or not, we're all going there tonight. Like, we're going to go to this other realm. You will thank us. Yeah. It's for your benefit and our benefit. So I think this cult leader who we saw in the video is like, take the people you love most and invite them over on this night. Because this night we're all going to go together and then we'll all go to this realm and that way in this realm we'll all be perfect. Like, I, I really appreciate how they don't show too much about the cult itself, but it, it somewhat implies that the cult leader has already died, right? You know, and killed you, himself. Yeah, he does imply that, but you see the video of like, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Like, or, you know, or he was doing it that night as well. Yes. Yeah. Or he was uh, yeah. hosting his own. Probably that, that, that was likely the I case. I agree. Um, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, because, and another thing that supports that is um, Eden, she pulls the trigger on Will, and shoots him in the shoulder. Classic, good place to shoot someone, by the mm-hmm. way, if you want them to get shot and live. <laughs> uh, sh- <laughs> shoots him in the shoulder. Uh, it's in every movie. Um, die hard. It's on all. Anytime you see someone shot in the shoulder, you're like, yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. Wait, you shot him in the place that it's safe to shoot him. I don't get the impression that Eden is the sharpest shooter, though. She seems a little unstable, no. and I think that that, yeah. that instability so extends she, to her steady hand. She blasted Will, Whoa. and then he's shot, and she goes, I'm sorry, and blasts herself. She, in the stomach? How cruel is how that? How stupid is that? I, you're, think, you're, I, think, I think it's an intentional choice caught up with the whole loss of child thing. I think she's like shooting she's herself in, her belly. in the uterus. I know that's a dark, yeah. maybe an overread, but maybe. I think the symbolism maybe extends to that. She, her wanting to die is well, kill this part of me that gave birth to the child that died at a young age. Alright, my interpretation is she put the gun to her belly and then um, the uh, writer 
said is like, well, we need you around for a few more lines, so you can't mm-hmm. put it to your head. Yeah. So you have, you have to. That's my interpretation. And it's powerful, right? Like when the I two get, of them yeah. are collapsed and they're they're like, I I miss him so much. In the height of this carnage, it's just all yeah. about this loss. Which is they they never ever let go to the fact that this is about characters. It is not about some huge reveal yeah. that's going to eventually come. The whole time it is about the audience connecting with the yeah. character, and that is my biggest praise of the movie. He, oh, it's so so good. I'm yeah, so glad you're brilliant, on board. Brilliant Even movie. the fact that they name the wife or the ex-wife. Eden, Eden, right? This idea of a new start, a fresh, an, yeah, in, a place fresh of innocent. And and good, I need yeah. to get to this place or whatever. The like place. even the the smallest details of this well, movie. Well, the really... place, um, the place prior to corruption is what Eden represents in the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what the good part of Will's, the main character's life, was prior to the incident with his wife Eden. Yeah. Um, Do we learn, we don't really learn the nature of even what happened, just that they well, had a child and it was the loss? through context, we see um, something happens where the kids get too riled up and his son uh, has some sort of episode that kills him. He doesn't survive it. Um, I don't think he was like blasted in the head or anything with the bat. Like, I don't think it was like that. I think it was some sort of medical, completely unpredictable heart attack-like Obviously not a young child heart attack, but mm-hmm. something unpredictable and just all of a sudden he was gone. So what so what, what, what led that specifically? I want to press that. What what parts of the movies highlighted more details about well, the child's death? Um, well, we they said several times like he just said flat out we lost a child. Mm-hmm. So the two of them collectively lost a child, and then we have these flashbacks, and that's all we have in order to interpret what happened. And then um, uh, Will's God, what is it? Is it? Will's girlfriend. Yeah, what was her name again? I'm gonna say two names, and they're both gonna be wrong. Let's hear it. So bad. Let's hear it. Maybe it'll bring in Celeste and Michelle are the two names that come to mind. Both wrong. Fuck. Okay. Uh. Anyway, so she. um, Kira. Kira. Damn, nice. It's Kira. It's Kira. Damn it. Okay, so Kira um, suggests that um, there's nothing he could have possibly done, Mm. and that I believe. I don't believe that people put in, uh, or that directors put in exposition to trick us, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think that that is just kind of a rule when they say, like, there's nothing you could have done. It doesn't mean, like, secretly there was, mm-hmm. or they would show us some sort of thing. So basically what I interpret from that is he, um, Will is looking for all these reasons why it's his fault, which is what victims tend to do. Um, and she's like, there's nothing, you, could, you shouldn't let the kids get all riled up, play with those bats. Like she didn't say it was like well yeah he got his head bashed in by a bat you shouldn't have let them she said like there was nothing you could have done no one could have predicted that when does that when does that come up the bat that's, specifically um they just mention it briefly when um she's comforting him for a minute um I don't oh, man I gotta rewatch that I'm rewatch I it I because uh, he says something like I shouldn't have let them like it didn't he didn't say like I shouldn't have given a kid a bat. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but he says something about, like, you shouldn't let them get all riled up and play with those things or whatever. Man, I totally missed yeah, that. Yeah, you somehow. should look at that. But, I like, will. what I took from it um, is that there was some unpredictable metal, medical thing that occurred hmm. that no one could have predicted, and the kid died. Right. And that caused such a deep, un, like, unprecedented um, depression that she tried to cut her wrists. Yes. And those are the two events that 
um, were harkened back to in this movie is those two hugely traumatizing events, the loss of a child and then the reaction to that of her the, attempt of her suicide. attempt to suicide. And what's so effective is for this movie is how recent these events are um, and how how effectively then they underpin the narrative that unfolds. Yeah, that's like, hugely I get, important. I get yeah. the impression that it's maybe two years have passed since these events. About that or, or less, yeah. And, and it really it really gets across that, oh, this is the first time that Will has really even been in contact with Eden. Like, they, they're really, this is one of their first steps back to try to do it. And you get the impression that Will is attending this because he recognizes, oh, this, I need to, we need to heal. I need to reconnect with my ex-wife yeah. over this. This is the first event. I'll take my girlfriend who, what did we say her name was? Sl- uh, nope. Uh, Not Celeste. Uh, uh, Kira. 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 I'll take Kira. I get the impression that him and Kira have been in a relationship for like a year and yeah. so she, I'll take Kira along because she's kind of a, she makes me feel safe now and we'll go together and we'll be there um, and then I can fully deal with it like Will has the best of intentions going he into does. this yeah, 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 yeah. but Absolutely. becomes immediately suspicious well and rightfully so mm-hmm. like he's both the shell shocked um, yeah. survivor of a child's death and the but how good is the movie at making you f- feel back and forth over whether Will is vindicated in feeling suspicious Especially at that moment where yeah, what's this Roy Troy, Troy, Troy where Ro- Troy actually, despite the email mess, the voice message which had said, a legitimate re- reason for not being there. Yeah, he, he got a call from work after he left the message on Will's phone, saying so, saying like, um, "You just gotta come. I have to leave. Like, you know, work. I had no. I just had to go, and now I'm here. <laughs> so that completely justifies like a couple hours delay, mm-hmm. and that he was there." right in the driveway before, and that no one saw him. Completely justified it. Right in the moment after Will had his outburst about, like, where's Troy? I got this message. You guys are clearly doing some bullshit. So, like, it was perfect. The perfect moment where all of the suspicions of the main character are, like, put out on the table, and they're justified by the antagonist. Because the suspicions revolve around, like, the main suspicion is, Where's Troy? If shit's going down, yeah. where the fuck is Troy? And then Troy yeah. shows up. So all those little sub-suspicions, the locked doors, yeah. the weird games that they want them to play, yeah. go along with it. It's they suddenly like, go I'm being irrational. Yeah, they're like, of course. And he yeah. like, he's got tears in his eyes. For, yeah. I know you paused and watched the movie, but the performances in this movie were fan-fucking-tastic. They kill it, right? Yeah. They all kill um, it. Especially Will. Like, he's just got this, like very genuine um like it is hard for me to be in this house because of my previous life yeah and then on top of that weird stuff is going on i loved will's performance and i really loved the performance of the bald guy who had killed his wife and gone to jail for five years yeah it was just the subtle like while david is saying all the words i'm the alpha here like i'm in control and i'm yeah. here to make sure even though what's her face wants to try to leave i'll kill her on her way out yeah i've got this he's like the down. he's like david's like bouncer almost he seems like he gives david more authority. a bouncer is a way to yeah. a great way to put it yeah yeah he's uh, uh he played um in season six of the walking dead i believe episode four or five i believe he played just um, a single episode eh? one episode that was a spin-off story from the whole all of walking dead it's a spin-off of like a multiple seasons of where an early character ends up for a long time and how it changes his perspective. I can't wait to watch it. I'm a little behind. I'm like yeah. a season and a half behind. I've set it off yeah. like to Dave. And we can, we can drop that. But like, 
He's great in this movie. He's also great in Walking Dead. Uh, that's my perspective. And there's something I'm forgetting him from. There's something. Oh, he's in a lot. Creepy. He is in a lot of stuff. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, you, we you, should look him up. Keep talking. Uh, we also realized that um, David, the character who played David, was also in Game of Thrones. He's Daenerys's um, like right hand man um, with the Dothraki. Um, he's good, but he feels a little weak. I feel like the true strong cult believer is that bald guy. Oh, of course, he's the one who's like. Who like justifies the killing? He's the muscle. We'll do it without. He's the muscle. He's the muscle. Absolutely. Uh, um, and you always need someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like when David pulled the trigger on the dude performing CPR, yes. and therefore trying to prevent the first crazy death, moment, right? Like right, crazy. Like everything descends into chaos, and it's this like amazing only. Shot. It's like slow motion. It's perfect. You just hear feedback and slow, like everyone scattering in directions. Yeah, just looking. Oh and like God. what the fuck is happening and like where do you run it's like you just watch and that was uh what an incredible scene um uh, but this dude uh david pulls the trigger the very first time the trigger is pulled yeah the first time um after of course like poisoned uh drink that's um, the moment where that you, is the moment you shift from oh th- these aren't arbitrary occurrences yeah this is true evil yeah. on the part this of is a sinister hosts. something that they've planned because even and, like when oh wait with this other girl's children what's happening it's just confusion still until yeah. you're right until the trigger gets pulled yeah and that's when the sh- that's, that's the true shift yeah when well, we can conclude as an audience yes the, the for, as an audience yes because before that it was intentional that she was poisoned and killed mm-hmm. but we didn't know that until it was her like saving her with cpr was prevented by david pulling the trigger killed yeah yeah and it could have so, been at that point it could have still been something else yeah he could have like david would have been guilty for letting her die and letting cpr not yeah. work yeah but instead he's like i cannot let her live through this so mm-hmm. he pulled the trigger and got two with one bullet you know and so when he did that he made very clear what was important. two with one bullet because Shot. she wouldn't be able to survive without his CPR. Yes, I see. And he died well from put. a bullet shot. Well put. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, and uh, so at that moment when David pulls the trigger, he is completely, uh, he loses his confidence. He, uh, the other, the bald guy pulls the gun out of his hand and continues work. You know what I mean? It's true. It's like yeah, he did David's it. He like, was unsure about it and couldn't even have a firm grip on the gun anymore. Exactly. David believed in the philosophy of it, but when it came to executing the act, the he other would, guy did. The, he like fell Which, apart like a normal person. And you know, now that we've say, saying this out loud, it makes me feel maybe he did kill that his ex-wife. You know, or not ex-wife, his wife, the guy who went to jail for. I think he did. He killed that wife. I think he killed his wife. Did the time, got Did the out. time on a way lesser sentence than he should have. 100%. Yeah, and you mentioned it because he's white. Yeah. Uh, I think that probably... Went out and then maybe joined this call because it was an excuse to kill? Or as justification for what mm-hmm. had happened. Um, and he could have... Um, like I'm sure he was going through grief. This dude was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and in a, um, a mania of alcoholism, yeah. killed his wife. Yeah. And then probably when he went to jail for that, he wasn't didn't have access to alcohol and was forced to deal with the reality of it. That That is why I love this movie so much. It understands and puts forth evil as merely a result of humans dealing with trauma like a way just of the human perspective it. of yeah it really humanizes so yeah. much of what we take out as evil absolutely uh and um so let me go back to the point i made prior to us watching the movie is like is this really a horror movie yes what do you think now now that you've watched this all right here we go 
I don't have like a reveal for your. Uh... <laughs> I want a binary yes or no. Come on. Ish. No, not ish. <laughs> Fuck off. This is a horror movie. All right. Well, but yeah, but like I, I still think humanizing horror is still an extension of what. There you go. Make a that's movie. a good. That's a good way to look at it. Is like putting a human element to horror. Is it still horror? Uh, yes. Um, here's a few things, um, to the contrary, and we're going to leave it again. This is going to end up where it ends up. And I think that mostly, yes, mm-hmm. this is a movie that relies on this slow burn. Um, there's something wrong here. There's Sat- something bad in this house. Satisfying slow burn, right? Sinister like... in this house. And it came down to like, um, somewhat grotesque murders. I think that this has got enough substance in the engine to burn as a horror movie if you've got that perspective in you as a viewer. And so I'm going to say yish because yes-ish because yes, it does have those components. Mm. Um, It relied mostly on character development, which you very clearly made a good point that horror um, dodges character development. for disturbing moments for murders for stuff like that but humanizing it humanizing um events in a horror situation results in a movie um kind of like the invitation to me that makes it a great horror movie to to ground it not in even supernatural things but to show that the very condition of being human lends itself to these horrific potentials to me that makes it a very effective yeah. horror movie. Well, uh, um, well, then we'll get into something a little more technical. Technical because is it um, is it made horror by like the general um, idea of what happened, the synopsis, or is it made horror by the presentation in the filmography, uh, filmography and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. is the um, presentation of the situations that are scary done in a way that's horror, mm-hmm. or done in a way that's like completely suspense thriller? Um, there are situations that are both, and I think that the horror movie is strong enough in it that you can't deny that this movie has a horror presence. Like, I was, there are moments where they wanted to scare you. Like, what's going to happen here? We're about to, like, they, they weren't going to drag it on for the whole movie, but there was yeah. going to be, a, like, something is about to occur. Yeah. I think, to me, the, the fact that the underlying reality is that it is this cult. It is yeah. this cult that commits murder for the sake of a full belief in going to the other sure. realm, and that this, this is concealed as an unknown throughout the film, makes it a horror film. Because you are experiencing it through Will, who is trying to himself deal with the trauma, but also yeah. deal with, I should reconcile with my wife, who is also dealing with the trauma. Will is a step further in the recovery process of dealing with this trauma oh, of the child. Well, they He's, went different directions, right? They went different directions. He, he has dealt with it enough to the point where, okay, you know what, I've accepted it, and now I can reconcile with my ex-wife. Um, I mean, that's that's supposed to be one of the most insane traumas to go through, is the loss of a child. Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially to that, to that marriage relationship, too. It's almost irrecoverable. So, for me, it kind of implies that Will's dealt with the loss, at least to the extent that he can try to deal with he, facing the former love of his life that resulted in the child. Definitely does not deny the loss. Like she, she like she does, yeah. yeah. She's she's gone. She's off the deep end. And Will shows up at this place, perhaps under the assumption that maybe she's at this place too, where she's kind of dealt with it, and then quickly realizes, oh, she has not dealt with this in the right way. Yeah. Which is why he has to say, like, yes, he's yeah. gone. Like we've we've lost him. 
yeah, it's like, I see what you're doing here, but, mm-hmm. like, you can't deny what happened. We lost our son. Like, yeah. he says that in a moment in the film. Mm-hmm. So, I think when determining um, what genre the movie is, um, like, it's it's going to be several things. Most movies these days are. Um, if I were to, t- like, pitch the movie to you based on how I know it now, mm-hmm. or, like, um, you, the listener... Um, like there's this movie and if I were like to not consider spoilers and go like where a cult leads people into their house and like lulls them into a false sense of security, mm-hmm. offering them drugs and alcohol, um, and like preying on old relationships, kills them in a horrible murder suicide plot. Mm-hmm. That's a horror movie, you know? It takes place in a locked house that you yeah. can't get out of. It's a horror movie. I, I, I understand why some people may want to not classify it as a horror movie. Because yeah. for 80% of the movie, it is suspense. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. But because at bottom, at the very end of the movie, this ends up being the truth for it. To me, that casts the whole... It brings the and, whole along with it. And it had a generally disturbing, scary tone. All the way I don't think like a, like a movie that's like a... Um, like we talked about, like a a family comedy the whole time, <laughs> and then right at the end, it turns out it was a cult. It would be a horror movie. Yeah, I think that some of the movie needs to have given us um, what the end is going to justify, and it totally. did. It did. Totally it scared me throughout the movie. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? If, it if, gave us... if in the end it didn't come down to a cult, if it just ended up being this loss, and they deal with it, and they reconcile, and they have a good cry together, and they decide to move on, and they drive home, then it's not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But because the, died. the foundation of this movie, what's, what lies beneath, even though we're only privy to it by the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. it's still horror. Yeah. So let me, um, to finish this off, let me say a couple things that are uncommon in horror movies that this movie pioneered. First of all, did you, I mean, you haven't said this movie, you like the movie. Oh, uh, I won't say that I like the movie. I loved the I'm movie. I'm so glad. I'm so yeah, glad. The Invitation um, was... Wonderful, right? Fan... Goddamn tastic. If you haven't watched it, watch yeah. this movie. It's so good. I said it early on that like I was loving it and yeah. all they were doing was talking about like being old friends and a couple people were a little weird. It's true. You were you caught on very early. Like very 20, early 25 like, minutes I in, love the pacing the wish out, you're like, this is perfect. I this love is great. This, movie, this yeah. is you didn't even like get the end revealed I had no to idea. you. Yeah, I had which, no idea. Which which is a testament to the movie itself, mm-hmm. not even how it ends. Like mm-hmm. the way that it's shot, the way that it presents the relationships. Sure, when you're just watching something and it's like a bunch of people talking and just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while, and you're entertained. Yeah. Great. Like, this is amazing. God this damn, amazing. because that's the situation where I'm, I can most empathize. Mm-hmm. And like me and my old friends getting back together and it's like weird stuff starts happening. Hell yeah. yeah. What a great setup. And we've been talking nonstop since the beginning of this. Since we first both agreed that we love Coherence, mm-hmm. um, that like this is the best setup for any horror movie so ever. So good. Um, so yeah, I was going to say um, two things that this movie did differently. Um, yeah, you were saying pioneering. Uh, pioneer is one way to say it, but also just like great choices for the end, for just like a tally at the end, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, um, for horror. At the end, the survivors of the film were a black woman, a gay man, <laughs> and our main character. Who's a white male. Who's a white male, sure. But yeah, I Let was going to mention that earlier too. The fact that there are three survivors is great. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Sometimes you get two. Yeah, often you get two. 
Often you get two. Sometimes right. you get one, and it uh, it's usually like a white woman. Usually it's one, and then a surprise second, yeah. right? Like made a, it, I but thought like, this person was dead. Yeah, but it's like sinister, and like they bring them down with them, kind of thing. Uh, this yeah, was yeah. like they did not change their tones. Mm-hmm. They were all still like the relationship between Will and Kira had not fallen apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still together and supporting each other. Totally, and their relationship was consistent the whole movie, which is very yeah. It wasn't just like I, my ex is here and this is my old house. Yeah. you don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. All this like work that we've done on getting through this trauma that I went through yeah. as real people did not fall apart. No. In the face of intense other trauma, which was a great thing to see is that like, yes, the people who you love and who support you after the fact may still be there and may still help you get through a situation in a horror movie. They don't, they don't take away that real life possibility. Um, And a gay man got to live. (laughs) That was nice. And it wasn't overly like, oh, we need to we need make to it to the gay man win. Yeah, that was a surprise to me. Yeah. He seemed like he was slashed and dead. I thought he was totally dead. But no, he made it and like got the last laugh on David. Like He mm-hmm. managed to survive that encounter. Yeah. He was the one who killed him. That's great. It's always the main character or someone who's getting revenge in some crazy way, which I guess that was revenge for his boyfriend mm-hmm. or his husband. Do we see the, the husband getting killed or boyfriend? He got shot in the back. Oh, right. Providing CPR, and we assume he died. Oh, he was the one giving CPR. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so, like, uh, you know, not to be, like, totally insensitive, to be like, a gay man lived, yay! <laughs> but, like, it, it, they chose, like, specifically yeah. to, like, yes, yeah, some people are going to live. These are the people, like, we don't have to follow any tropes. And, I mean, between this and Pandorum, it's so great to learn how similar our tastes are in mm-hmm. these movies. Yep. Um, this is just, this is the best part of every week, and I'm sure you guys all agree. Um, what's what's our line this week though? It'll be um, da, 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 da. Uh, they um, they poisoned the brandy toast. They they poisoned the brandy toast. A little awkward. Can we Maybe rephrase it, it? Yeah. Was that the part that was like the big part of the movie? Because that was. Do not um, drink the brandy. He shot the CPR man. Shot the CPR man, but something that like encapsulates. The I'm whole... trying to think of like what's okay. the the moment, like because yeah, yeah, that yeah. was when things turned. Um, uh, they're involved in a Hollywood cult. Oh yeah, don't trust Hollywood cults. Don't trust Hollywood cults. There yeah. it is. There it is. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Don't trust Hollywood cults, chaos reigns. It's beautiful. See you later, scaredy cats. See you later, you bastards.